a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Hey, all you fans, marks, smarks, jobbers, cheerers, and jeerers. Get ready for an exciting bout of no-holds-barred fun. I'm Dana French, and this is Wrestling. Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, where we take on all corners in the world of professional wrestling. We will be talking with legends from the past, the best talent of today, and rising stars of the future. Don't miss weekly post-show analysis, guest commentary, and live remotes from the matches with your host, a veteran of calling the action ringside, Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another special episode of This Is Wrestling. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. It's WrestleMania week. And as you know, just yesterday, we uh, kicked things off uh, with Red WrestleCon. And then we went to Wellmania and all different types of different events. Stone Cold Steve Austin had a beer bash. Imagine that. Uh, launching and celebrating his newest line in uh, his Broken Skull uh, line of beers from El Segundo Brewery, who also happens to be our sponsor this week in launching uh, his new American Lager. So, uh, man, uh, what a crazy, crazy full day. We started the day at the WWE tryout. Uh, Now, I don't know if they do this during past WrestleMania. I've always wondered when they did it. Those of you that have seen uh, that movie that Rock The Rock produced about Paige called Fighting With My Family, you saw, of course, she went to the WWE tryout in the once a year that they go to the UK. That makes sense because they're only there once a year. That's when they're going to do their... Uh, I mean, of course, you know, they, they have NXT UK there, but you know what I mean? Like the WWE, the, the big machine is only there once a year. So, of course, they're going to hold a tryout. So, since WWE doesn't have an offseason, when do they have their tryout? Well, I found out that at least this year or around this time, it was at, it was during WrestleMania, which is, you know, that makes the most sense. And it was held over three days. I only went to, to, uh, to day one, I guess it was day two, uh, on the Friday. And again, it was held right here at the uh, the Star in Frisco. They were having a bunch of, of community events there. They had a great thing that we attended on Wednesday, uh, sponsored by Girl Up, about you know, uh, you know, women empowerment for young female athletes. And as a daughter, I'm sorry, as a as a father of a young daughter, my little girl, uh, our little girl, uh, turns two in a few weeks. But I want to. Um, you know, really want to have my finger on the pulse of, of organizations like that or that are supporting uh, these great female athletes. And speaking of, of great female athletes, I would say that the standout, at least for what I saw at the WWE tryout, uh, was uh, was Valerie uh, Laredia. I hope I'm saying her name right. Valerie L-O-U-R-E-D-A-A. She, of course, was from you know the, the world of mixed martial arts. But man, she looked amazing. Uh, it was a big thing. Over three days, they had invited, um, you know, everybody from you know, you know, mainly mainly collegiate people. Uh, they had fifty three participants at, at across all three days. Twenty nine men, twenty four women. Uh, they were all twenty five and younger. 
uh, and then uh, from the worlds of MMA, CrossFit, and from just basically from from, from college sports uh, like basketball, uh, you know, volleyball, wrestling, track and field, soccer. Uh, they had, you know, the WWE had scouted some bowl, uh, college bowl games as well as a few NCAA championships, you know, for track and wrestling and things like that. And uh, one of the ones that really stood out, of course, was Gable Stevenson, who uh, is apparently they're putting a lot of investment in him because if you've already have seen WrestleMania, uh, which you shouldn't have seen WrestleMania because it's not till tomorrow, but uh, we're kind of doing some recuts here. But uh, he is going to pl- I'll just say this. He's going to play heavily into the WrestleMania storyline. And I think several storylines, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, man, it was uh, uh, Washington State defensive lineman Dallas Hobbs, Kentucky defensive lineman uh, Ab- uh, Abul Abdi Fitzgerald. San Diego State defensive lineman Kyle Spaulding, Dominic uh, Gudino, and Samford defensive lineman Arnold Lloyd. Uh, former UCAA, uh, sorry, UCLA and Miami tight end evidence uh, Nokuja, if you might remember, he's the younger brother of Cleveland Browns tight end David Njoku, uh, N-J-O-K-U, of course, and he's also trying out there. Uh, so, you know, a, a big, big class, uh, also including Lexi uh, Armheim. She was a national champion tumbler at Baylor. Here in Texas, former George Washington volleyball player Alexis Leite, Daniel MacArthur, and a four-time All-American shot putter at North Carolina, and former Texas Relay National Champion Zola Golden. Former LSU soccer player Tiana Caffey actually turned down a pro opportunity of playing soccer to pursue this, just to, to, to illustrate uh, their dedication. So... Uh, good luck to everybody that participated. It was a great thing to be a part of. I'd always had, had wanted to to know more about that process, and uh, and that would have been fascinating just to read about it. But instead of reading about it, I actually got to see it firsthand. I got to see, I got to feel their nerves a little bit, and I got to see them get in the ring and show what they could do. And uh, looks like Matt Bloom is back into the fold. I thought that Matt had left for whatever reason. I I, I don't know why, but I. I think it was one of those PR things where right, you got to go away for a while, but we love you and we'll bring you back when when the the the, the heat uh, uh, the smoke clears. I, I don't know what the smoke was, I, but I remember something like that. But anyway, he was there. So anyway, so that was the WWE tryout, and uh, and let me tell you something. So then I had to kind of get it together, get myself together as. I made, and I like to say, my triumphant return to ringside. Your boy was on his way to Texas-style wrestling. That's TSW. As they were making their debut event, uh, just planting their flag. Of course, we had a major footprint at WrestleCon. We want to thank everybody that came to, to see us and visit us and say hello. We had Selena De La Renta and Melina, uh, otherwise known as Gasolina, the tag team. Of course, uh, WWE Hall of Famer uh, Jazz was there on hand with her husband, Ros- Rodney Mack, who were kind of the uh, the the pillars of this uh, this organization, uh, along with Teddy Long. So I'm, I'm very, very honored and proud and, uh, and excited uh, that they, because everybody here, I've done some, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I keep choking tonight. But uh, I, I've, you know, as you know, I've called for several promotions uh, all around the country. I'm primarily here in the South, in the states of Louisiana and, and, and Oklahoma, uh, Texas, and Arkansas. 
And uh, and so I was ready to get back to it, man. I haven't done it. I think the, the last show that I called was in 2019. So I was ready to, to, to get back to it. And man, I was excited. But I also was a little bit nervous and nothing against those other promotions. But I always kind of felt like when I stepped into those promotions that I was like, oh, you know, I'll just wing it. Or, you know, there's only going to be 100 people here. Nobody watching on TV. Uh, you know, it's not like they're going to like grade me and, 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 and tell me not to come back. Like they need me more than I need them. You know, that kind of deal. And I, I know that sounds shitty, but it's the truth. This was different. <clears throat> and, but I didn't even really quite understand how different until I got there. And I was so, so impressed with the organization. Again, TSW, we're actually already having our next events going to be on May the 14th. And for those that were in the house, uh, on April the 1st, thank you for sharing that uh, incredible night with us. I, I will never forget it. Um, <clears throat> I was a little concerned because I knew we had a lot of competition that night. We knew that Ring of Honor was having their big show in Garland. Uh, the freaking Undertaker was being inducted into the Hall of Fame that night uh, in downtown Dallas and a bunch of other different satellite nights. And we were, you know, in up here in Addison, 20 minutes away, thinking, well, you know, not to be negative, but... <clears throat> You know, are are people going to be into this? And they were, and you guys sold the place out, and I'm forever grateful for that. A great, great, great night of wrestling that I'm excited to break down for you. But again, for those in attendance, they already had the option of buying tickets to our next event, which is on April, on May the 14th, and it's called TSW May Day. You can get your tickets now at TSWplus.com. That's TSWplus.com. I will be in the house calling the action right next to Expedition Texas's Bob Malden, who is a freaking pro. And I'll tell you something right now, that dude humbled the living shit out of me. <laughs> because I was talking with my buddy Steve about this, that it's just so funny. Because, like, I was, again, I, all ego was side. I'm just the kind of guy who's got the gift of gab. I, I'm not reading from a script right now. I can just, I'm like, the when well, you pull the string on the doll and just let me go. Okay, that's all I need. Just put, give me a microphone and I'll get something out of it for you. But you also doesn't, don't want it to be just so random and off the cuff. It does need to be structured. And that is really the thing that has lacked uh, when I've done this before, which is only going to make me be a better announcer uh, and a better you know color person. And, and again, I, I'm so grateful again to Rob Moore for being my mentor and I mean, Gene Okerlund and guys like that. Uh, but man, Bob Malden really has his shit together, man. He is, he is the perfect voice for this. He's been doing radio and TV. He's also a great musician. Uh, he had a gig the very next night, uh, as a musician at our girl, Bob Haran's uh, gorgeous, beautiful building just up here north here in Greenville, uh, Texas, and I want to—I want to, could not stress more uh, to those listening of how great Barb is. She's the, she is the best and most sincere and generous and honest employer in this state, bar none. I assure you. Uh, and, uh, and you have to go and, and check out and see why you, you guys ought to, if you can, uh, go to her website, go to the Texan there in Greenville. Uh, remember the band Cream, of course, with Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker. And so Ginger Baker's son or grandson, I can't quite remember, uh, is going to be uh, with a bunch of other great talented musicians that are going to be performing the music of Cream uh, this coming weekend, uh, which is going to be on the April the 16th on Saturday. So get your tickets now for that. It's going to be a great, great show. We were just there 
uh, to and got to spend a great evening with the living legend Billy Bob Thornton. So it's a it's a beautiful room. Barb is an amazing host. Great food. It's it'll be a one of a kind, unforgettable concert experience. And while you're again May fourteenth, meet us at the TSW Studios in Addison for May Day. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back as we get into all uh, the action there um, for TSW. As I'm gonna break it down for you, our inaugural or I guess our debut event. Stuff, stuff. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such iconic classic films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Vulgar. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Hey everybody, this is actor-musician Scott Schiaffo, best known from the Kevin Smith films Clerks and Vulgar. You are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. And once again, it was TSW's debut event, which was called Unfoolish Business. And again, shout out to uh, that whole organization. I was just so impressed and I'm so honored to be a part of it. Uh, From Paulette Hopkins to Randy Klein, again, Teddy Long, uh, Jazz and Rodney Mack, uh, uh, Ryan Jackson that runs that whole operation. And again, like I said, I felt like I was sitting under the learning tree all night. I felt like that I... I've been doing this long enough where I know a bit where people could sit underneath my learning tree, but I felt like, you know, they did pre-tapes and the production team was top-notch. Then uh, everything was absolutely first class. And uh, I really felt like that what what really stood out this evening was the uh, the, the women's matches. They, I mean, everybody kicked ass. Uh, one thing, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, you might remember him. He was uh, kind of a, of a valet for to Alberto Del Rio and the WWE. He was unable to make it, so they had to find another opponent for Haas Holding. But uh, but the Black Widow versus Jasmine Allure was so phenomenal that I almost forgot to call the match. I am just was just mesmerized by, by these two competitors. And I was already planning on going to Mission Pro Wrestling, which is Thunder Rosa, uh, has a great promotion out of San Antonio, when they were doing something as part of the GCW Collective Weekend in Fair Park. But I was definitely going to go now after I saw Jasmine, and I'm, I'm proud to say that she's actually will be returning as well on May the 14th. What a great talent, what a great match, what a great look, and she's just phenomenal. And... Uh, Keeping that same spirit going, uh, I actually made a a personal contribution uh, to the card, which is great because again, I'm just the uh, the heel commentator guy, but I like to you know have a relationship and be able to pitch ideas and and not to mention if I see a chance to make the product as best as I possibly can. So we were already in talks of working together, and around this time, 
probably one of the most buzzed about stars in all of India wrestling, but actually across the pond over in the UK uh, is this phenomenal world-class talent. And you can say that about so many people, but this is like above and beyond. Like there are so many people in the, in the Indies that I could say, man, I could see them as like making it to the majors and having a decent run like but but there's very few and especially and maybe this one might be the only one where i could see this person literally being the king shit of it all like a sasha banks and her name is mariah may and she came on to my radar because you know it, it's this great thing where it's almost like based upon past presentations of female wrestling it's either you have to be a diva or a superstar, either you're Luna Vachon or you're Nikki Bella. Well, why can't you be both? Why can't you kick serious ass in the ring and be and, and have a skill set unlike no other, and also look fucking gorgeous doing it, and can cut a killer promo and has it all? Mariah May, mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first, and you really did because not not that I care about that, but. Because I uh, saw this and I was like, okay, first of all, we got to get her on the show. And she's a fellow Twitch streamer. And, and you know, when you look at her, you're expecting her to have this personality of a Kardashian. And, and again, people, I'm sure she gets it all the time. Wait, you're a wrestler? What, you should be a model. And she actually is on a major network TV show that just debuted to, uh, the week, the couple days before this event in the UK on ITV2 called Deep Heat. But she is a model and an actress and all that. But, man, she is a born wrestler. She's a lifelong fan. She's not, you know, nothing against these people, but she's not somebody who showed up at a diva competition or a swimsuit competition and saw, oh, this will just be my next gig or a way, a way to get in and out of this. No, she is a child fan. And you can you can hear it in her passion because I was like, we got to get her on the show. So I encourage you that if you have not already heard uh Mariah May's episode on this very show. Do yourself a favor. And, you know, there's we don't get to always record it or film it, or as I, I would say, but when you look as good as Mariah May, we have to show that. We have to show that. So we actually did it over Zoom, and you actually can see it. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, just go to Tricky Kid TV, and it, it's right there in the introduction right there. And you'll see that not only is she incredibly talented in the ring and super obviously attractive, but she's cool, man. She's she's a nerd like us. She's got a great personality. You know, you're expecting the kind of girl like this to be stuck up and snobby, and she's just a big nerd, man. Totally cool. Totally awesome. And... uh Excuse me. Can't believe I just fucking burped because I'm talking about Mariah May. So anyway, so when they were putting this card together and I was talking with Randy, I said, listen, we need to bring this person in. I mean, like this is an opportunity because she was because she was just coming to WrestleMania as a fan. I mean, essentially, uh, she was, you know, her and she has a, another uh, great tag team partner who've worked out this great gimmick that they actually hate it in real life they're actually best friends but to try to pull the curtain back but they've really have built this really amazing grassroots thing online that's fantastic so they actually they were coming to do a couple of conventions I one up in New Jersey and then with my girl AJ Lee how cool is that and then uh, Hannah is actually injured right now, so she actually couldn't, can't wrestle. But they were, they made an appearance. They were going to be at, uh, had a booth that they had just paid for uh, to kind of, you know, do some promotions at WrestleCon and just go to WrestleMania as it's just basically just fans. 
and just try to get some exposure. And and again, they are such fans that no matter what, they were going to go to WrestleMania. That's just 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 to prove their love of the business and and what fans they are. And so anyway, so I was like, we already. And then I think she had picked up a gig or a booking, uh, just some. I think she, you know, I guess we'll be talking about this, uh, you know, on on tomorrow's episode because she was going to do like one of those late night things with with New Texas Pro at this bingo hall, whatever. And and and, and so I was like, we we need to make this count. And since her whole gimmick is, you know, this kind of heel personality of somebody that's. Uh, you know, this jet setter. Well, our studio is an airplane hangar, so they had to actually evacuate the private jets out of the hangar. And so it was the perfect prop for her to be able to show up and actually pose in front of an actual fucking jet. Like how it's just perfect. And then we had the perfect opponent for her. So when I told Rainia and I told Mariah, I said, hey, I, uh, you know, I was like, we need to, to get, get on this. So we made it happen, man. And so, and again, we had the perfect opponent for her. Uh, with Paolo Mayfield, who was so cool, and she was so great, and she looked kick-ass in the ring, too. She, of course, was the star of 90 Day Fiancé, so we kind of had this great Battle of the Network star, so I'm I'm, I'm excited for you guys to, to actually see this. Uh, you need to get the TSW app. Just go to your app, wherever you get your apps, Google Play Store, Apple, Android, whatever, and get the TSW app, because these matches will, will be up uh, very, very, very soon. I think that Orion was telling me that uh, uh, that they should be up sometime this next weekend, and I believe that Paolo is going to be also part. Paolo Blaze, Paolo Mayfield, going to be part of our next event, also like I said on May the fourteenth. Uh, but her and Mariah tore the house down, man. That might be my favorite match of the whole weekend, in WrestleMania included. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Um, and uh, man, just lots of great tag team action between like La Rebellion and Lost Misfits. Like I mentioned, Frank Stone and Bam Bam Malone had a great match, um, and uh, and of course, uh, Dog Nation and the OMGs—they'll be at the event on May the fourteenth. Uh, one of our uh, main faces, Soda Pop Superfly Hendrix, uh, uh, faced Tamillion Vanessa, Venetia, I'm sorry, uh, and then of course there was uh, Otison versus Warsaw, and uh, kind of is a, is a double main event. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nan Warsaw, of course, was versus uh, Rodney Mack, uh, who was our champion. And I used to call Rodney's matches when I first started out in IHWE. Shout out to David Fuller, who had a return uh, event during this this great week here in town. I was glad to see him back in action. Uh, and, of course, his her, his wife, Jazz, and Rodney, you know, they... Uh, uh, run the whole thing, so so it was pretty cool. And of course, and in, and as this great great main event was Misty Marks and Rochelle Chanel versus, like I mentioned, Gasolina. So you got you know Selena De La Renta, her and I of course hosted a great Royal Rumble party in the beginning of the year. I told you how how me, Randy and I met and Selena and I met with Melina, man, you know. And so you had Teddy Long there. So what a great 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 event, please. Join us on May the 14th. Get your tickets now at TSWplus.com. And then right after that, I changed out of my monkey suit, hopped in the car, and I hauled ass to the AA Center so I could catch the the immortal, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. We'll be right back. 
While we take a short commercial break, you should too from trying to get yourself over. And since you're listening to this, you probably have disposable income. So let our great sponsors tell you how to put it to good use. Hey guys, while we take a break, I wanted to tell you something about my favorite venue in Texas uh, and maybe the world over. Uh, if you have never been to the Texan Theater in Greenville, which is uh, it's you know a little ways north uh, on your way to Oklahoma. Uh, it's a, I guess it's about an hour and a half maybe north of, of Dallas. Uh, it is the greatest venue in the world. The proprietor, owner, and just all around badass Barbara Haran p- puts on one of the most unique experiences you will ever have in your life. Uh, she approaches things from a very different business model that I think the whole world should embrace and we would all would be uh, better for it. It's just this amazing uh, experience where you get to see uh, one of your favorite artists up close in a gorgeous venue and dinner is included, uh, unlimited drinks are included. Um, you know, she treats her staff so well, they're not getting the whatever the $2 an hour and relying on tips things. She makes, she takes good care of them. N- literally none of them have had to suffer uh, throughout the pandemic, thankfully. Uh, Barb's just a great gal, a great person, uh, very creative, and just uh, just one of my favorite people. And so if you're ever in Greenville or even near, anywhere near Dallas, make a point to visit the Texan Theater in, in, uh, in Greenville. And as you know, we're working on our... Uh, uh, King's X film project, you know, as you know, I'm a filmmaker myself, and so we'll be should be talking about that prop maybe in the context of Tribeca soon. Uh, but we will be having the film along with a live performance uh, with King's X there at the Texas Theater uh, as soon as we can get this sucker done. So, so once again, Texan Theater in Greenville, check it out. On what's up? It's everyone's favorite wrestler, the glamour. Mariah May, and you're listening to This Is Wrestling with Roy Turner. Now, back to the action. All right. So if you can believe it, after such a busy day at the WWE tryout and then calling a three-hour match, I knew I wasn't going to make it for any of the other inductees. And, and, I, and, I, and, and the WWE Hall of Fame is literally my favorite event of the year even more so than the, the WrestleMania it's it's truly the one of the year that I look forward to the most because it's so real and it's so special and it, it always has great moments some you know more infamous than than great like I was of course in Brooklyn when Bret Hart got attacked um, of course when the ultimate warrior gave that incredible speech but then Mr. T before him went real long and um, just it's just it just gets wild, but it's just so real and it's special and intimate, and everyone's out of character. And so, you know, literally, there's no bigger star, and I I, I say even more so than, than than Stone Cold in terms of somebody that you just identify with, just the the the, li- the living embodiment not only of professional wrestling but of WWE's brand of wrestling, the greatest character ever. Again, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, and to illustrate. Um, you know that that Vince McMahon always likes to you know stay behind the curtain during during this part and run the show and uh, but who else? You know maybe Kane. You know maybe if um you know Paul Bearer was still alive or 
you know, uh, something. But there was really only one person that could do this, and it was Vince McMahon. Just, just to give it. So it was, it was just funny because, like, you know, I wasn't going to give up my gig. You know, it was a bummer that that these things both landed on the same night. But I was already committed to doing this. You know, gotta look out, gotta look out for me. I could go to a paying gig and that's going to relaunch my career at this, or I can go be a, a press guy or a fan. So I chose what was right for me. I knew the smack, and this year it was interesting because normally it's its own event, but instead it was tacked on at the end of SmackDown, meaning that you bought one ticket, it was to both events, you went to SmackDown, which SmackDown wasn't going to be anything but a commercial for tomorrow, they're not going to risk anybody getting hurt or anything, so it was just a thing for, for you know, the next day's WrestleMania, so I knew that was going to be forgettable, and again, I have nothing but respect for everybody else that got inducted, but... Uh, personally, it wasn't anything that 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 I connected with, like the Undertaker. Like for example, like and a lot of it was posthumously, like 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 Vader. I never saw WCW, but again, I'm sure he was great and has his on his fans. I, I was very entertained by Booker T's wife Charmel. Uh, congratulations to her, of course. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'll say this very quickly. Booker T, my man, you, uh, you, you know, I'm glad that you learned your lesson. But uh, he uh, actually got involved with my former employer, who I, who who's, will not be named here because I won't give this person any sort of publicity, good or bad. Um, and uh, try to do a co-promotion at the Southern Junction uh, with this fucking charlatan that has fucked everybody over. Uh, that has come in contact with him, yours truly included. And I guess he left that up to him while he had other bigger fish to fry. He basically loaned this guy his, you know, his reality wrestling name and, and talent. And they were going to do this great Sherry Martell classic that Jasmine Allure was going to be a part of as well. And, uh, and when it came time to handle business, of course, this guy did what he always did, does, and you know, went into business for himself and and fucked everybody else over, and ended up getting canceled. So, uh, so boo on that. I already saw that he's already has rescheduled it, but it's not going to be up here. It's going to be in Texas City. So, but I like to have seen it. I'm glad. I hope that Booker, you learned your lesson there, my friend. I'm sure you know. I feel like you're somebody that should have known better, but I understand you had your hands full. Your wife was getting inducted, and that's where your mind should have been. So anyway, uh, but congratulations to, of course, Queen Charmel. Thirdly, I, again, I, I was never a fan or, or knew uh, who the Steiner brothers are. Uh, I, I make fun, you know, that goofy um, fan you always see, they call the WWE sign guy. His name is Rick. He's actually basically, basically my neighbor. And he's a good friend of mine. And uh, and again, my good friend, Scott, you, you always see him sitting next to Rick at these big events. So I call that's Rick and Scott. I call them the Steiner brothers, right? But anyway, um, and so uh, I had no idea that there was this massive beef with him, with one of the guys. I think I guess it was Scott Steiner and Triple H. Seems like everyone has a problem with Triple H, it seems like, behind the scenes. And uh, um, so I guess that was kind of the, like, whoa, like, what? But the whole thing seemed a bit rushed. Like, I mean, these people weren't even announced. I don't think I don't think the Steiner brothers were even announced before, like Monday, like just like a, like four days prior. Uh, and of course, and thankfully they gave the Warrior Award like they do every single year. Uh, like I mentioned, how the Ultimate Warrior Award he passed literally the next day. And every year since then, they have created this great thing called the Warrior Award. 
and they gave it to Shad Gaspard. If you remember him, and uh, it was um, uh, Crime Time, and he did something uh, that I, you know, any parent would do, and you know, at least, at least every parent would claim to. I know that I would make that same claim. But the, the guy literally gave his life for his child. If you haven't heard the story, you should look it up here. He literally saved his child from drowning, but it took him losing his own life to do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, the ultimate sacrifice um, and, you know, a true hero in every sense of the word. And so, and I saw a little bit of it, of his of his family accepting the award. So I was glad that they were, they, 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 they made the right call there to, to honor that, that act and that great dude, man. Uh, and then it was time for The Undertaker. Uh, which was just going to be, you know, what was he going to do? Because, you know, he always tried to, you know, stay in character. He would never even come to the Hall of Fame. And even Kane would show up and just kind of like wear, you know, a pair of sunglasses and kind of sit and kind of kick it in the back. What was he going to do? Uh, well, as you, I want you first to hear this because, again, it's my favorite night of the year because it's really this great moment for a lot of you know for a lot of people it'll be the last time that they will be in front of this many people live and on TV so it's kind of a final bow but it's also you get to really no one's booing no one's jeering there's no storyline it's just all love man it's all appreciation and you know thank you whoever it is you know thank you warrior clap 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 but when you hear this roar and this this extended just outpouring, it will take your breath away if you're watching it on TV. Being there in person, I'm not sure my feet were even touching the ground during this. And he was visibly moved and doing all he could to kind of, you know, he was you know, he wants to kind of maintain, of course, like any you know, any man would. Uh, but they made it tough. Check this out. And then it became something so even more special because I just kind of felt like in this moment, like this had to be perfect. And somehow it was even better than that. It was like one part TED Talk, one part sermon, one part just, you know, uh, I think of gratitude, but he covered all the bases, man. The people he wanted to talk about and give gratitude towards, 
give also life let you know a lot of people people just get up there and you know they they you know they'll tell some great story it's always great but i think beth phoenix so far may have been like my, my favorite like i love i love how she did hers you know they want to thank specific people share specific stories and it's hard you know uh not, not hard but it's it would be you know uh you know you want to impart a little bit of wisdom when you're in that position but this was something different uh, it was almost as if it was almost like a commercial and i don't mean that in a negative way but it was almost kind of like even my nephew jay who we, we normally go to these things together was saying is he get about to go do like a like a speaking tour because he came out for the literally for the very first time on tv as he was Mar even Vince man said um said you know the newest member of um in fact i should play it let you hear it and have him say the newest member of the 2022 hall of class of 2022 hall of fame mark calloway the undertaker and that's what he was he was mark calloway here and we've never seen mark calloway on tv you know that you know he's in there somewhere but not like this and it seemed almost like it was like i mean he talked extensively uninterrupted he was articulate and just brilliant and just the way it he even wore like one of those like you know headpiece ear you know no one's ever made that look cool until now like a tony robbins like you know self-help kind of thing and it's just like god is that is that his next act is it's really what it felt like but uh if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor uh go on peacock tv Dot com get a subscription uh check it out man it is unbelievable and if, i hope that the little pieces that i have played for you and you know talking directly to his family that was there there was one omission uh that i can't help but think that it was just because it was so methodical and so uh just so well thought out and orchestrated that i can't imagine him just forgetting to mention mcfoley and, and what I think was, and I, you know, I don't like to speculate, was that I think Vince asked him not to mention McFoley, and I think it's, and, and I think that's bullshit, and I think that's petty, and I think that that's kind of some shit that it, you know that he um, obliged him. But this is his moment. In fact, so much so that when he came into the ring, when Vince greeted him, he didn't realize that his his um, mic was on, like his, you know, the, the the mic pack, the wireless thing that you put, you have a clip onto your back. You can audibly hear him say to Vince McMahon, I love you. And that's an amazing thing. And I guess, you know, he heard people react to it. And then he kind of reaches behind him and turns the volume down so they could kind of have a little private moment there before the public moment began. Um, but I feel like it's because there have been a few things that have happened uh, within the WWE in this past year. We're releasing over 80 wrestlers and maybe making some questionable things. I think that people should still also believe, trust the process and believe in the long game. When you hear our WrestleMania uh, coverage, uh, you'll hear me talk about that quite a bit because I think that a lot of people, people were angry about what happened with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. And as you, um, you know, we'll see tomorrow uh, to trust in the long game, you know? So uh, anyway, so there's that. Uh, so, but yeah, him, I can't, I mean, I mean, how do you not mention Mick Foley and Hell in the Cell? And I mean, that really, you know, Taker was already on the map, but that when, you know, people, when they think, you know, if you're going to list three Taker matches, that's going to be 
one of them, if not the first one you mentioned. And and it has just as much, if not everything to do also with McFoley. And I, I saw that no, his daughter, Noel, Noel, uh, Noel, sorry, say, uh, well, that was kind of strange. I wonder. But here's the thing is that uh, the question, I'm talking about trusting the long game. I, Mick Foley was outspoken in his criticism. And I think it pissed uh, uh, Vince off. And I, and Vince is not clearly not above being petty. But, uh, but this was so special and i don't want that to be the last thing i say about it um because it was it's just it was just so so perfect and i'm so happy for him one thing that i will say that i i don't like could you imagine working your whole life and being honored in in the hall of fame but you're still a mid carter because how they used to do it was that they would have you know, obviously there's going to be a bigger name than others, and that's going to, they're going to go on last, and that's that's a headliner. But then when they started bringing them out the next day at WrestleMania, as they are, you know, it's kind of like, all right, who's going to take the bow last? Okay, we're still kind of on an even playing field. But now it's a thing where, you know, you get announced... And then, then there's like, you know, you take about then the headliner gets an entrance music, and in in some years you have to leave the stage before they come on. Imagine that in your big big moment, and for many your final moment, and you're still a mid Carter. <laughs> it doesn't quite seem fair. I understand what they're trying to do, but anyway, I digress. But anyway, uh, yeah, what a crazy, crazy day. And it was just such a weird, uh, special moment driving back and just kind of reflecting on on that day. Like, what a crazy day, man. I went to the tryout and saw some hopefuls and saw the, the future. Uh, and then uh, I called this amazing three-hour match. It was, was kind of surreal. Uh, and then I see uh, the greatest legend of all time uh, finally taking his rightful place in the in the in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, so that's going to wrap us up because uh, again we're doing uh, you know daily coverage. We'll be right back tomorrow for the big one, WrestleMania. Uh, so make sure you tune in. Make sure you're subscribed again to and follow us on on Twitter at TKR Wrestling. That's for Tricky Kid Radio Wrestling. You can also can follow me personally at Tricky Kid in the number two. And also don't forget that on April the 14th, we're launching a sixth podcast. All you Van Halen fans out there, man, come on, because it's going to be Tricky Kid Media Presents Center Swing, the Van Halen podcast. We're already on Twitter under I Love Van Halen. I'm also under Instagram under DJ Tricky Kid. I'm going to have some great, great special guests tomorrow because uh, we got to do WrestleMania right. I will be in the house, of course. Uh, but the review part, you'll be able to hear, uh, going to have a whole group of friends. We're going to do it up. We're going to do it big because it's WrestleMania, baby. Uh, next weekend, uh, if you're in Little Rock, Arkansas, go to the Rev Room and check out my dude Jay Gotham with Next2C. His, uh, Jay's return to the stage after 10 plus years. You can get tickets now. Uh, there, if you're following along on Spotify or use the word Tricky Kid, you'll get 20% off as we're co-sponsoring the event. Again, it's going down this weekend at the Rev Room in Little Rock. Once again, I am your host, Roy Turner, and this is wrestling. Ring the bell. 
That does it for us this week. We hope you had a slamming good time and be sure to join us next week for more in-ring action. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buck Pets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.